Hey, Chismosas. I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we are high on Mountain Dew. And Cheese Queens. And that. <laughs> Normally I'm high on Mountain Dew. Yes. I just had bad margaritas, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, it could have been a drunk episode. Dang. Next time. Next time. We'll have to. Next time, let's coordinate the drive through margaritas. And then, yeah, I think that'll be. The fun. most unhinged episode yet. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say fun, but okay, unhinged. <laughs> I mean, two things can be true at the same time. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the Cheesema Queens, and if you're new to the podcast, Cheesema means gossip. And we have all the gossip, we have all the tea on Married at First Sight. But um, yeah, today we're covering Married at First Sight Season 16, Episode 8. But first, Igby, do you have any Cheesema? Yes, but you go first. Okay, I'll go first. Because I'm I have... always going on and on and on. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I don't have too much cheese The biggest cheese I have is something that's not surprising, but you he has zero chill. Eris has been spotted on the dating apps and even a dating Facebook group, which now is that's like a new that... level of low. I didn't even know that's a thing. <laughs> And I'd I was be in the say, app streets. I was going to say, that's a real telltale sign of his age. <laughs> that's like the people on Reddit who are like, where do I meet singles in town? If you follow your city's like Reddit thread. Yeah. Now, did I click on that person's uh, profile and get all nosy? Yes. <laughs> but that was just for my own personal entertainment. Well, of course, our our friend at Married at First Sight fan has all the tea. Um, and this person sent Married at First Sight fan this post where that they had met Eris and he seemed okay, but her gut was telling her something else, like something ain't right. Mm. And so she Googled him and saw that he's on the whole ass show. And, and this uh, was recently. And this was recently. Wow. And she was new to Nashville. So she, I guess, wasn't up to date on on whatever's going down in the town right or anything like that and she probably doesn't watch reality tv i'm guessing or this particular show but yeah they went out and um in the comments there was another girl saying yeah i was just chatting with him this morning <laughs> so child <laughs> So not only the apps, but Facebook groups as well. Oh. So, oh crap. Spoiler alert. My bad. I didn't even. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. I guess it's a spoiler alert that him and Jasmine probably not going to work out. At least not as of current. They might have As worked a, out. They might have still said yes at decision day and broke up later, which uh, they tend to do. I know. There is. I'm. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to help you out. Okay. <laughs> there is no chemistry whatsoever. He does not like her at all. Maybe as a friend, he does. Maybe. And maybe. Uh. Maybe he'll buy a puppy from her. I don't know. <laughs> no, but someone does. Oh lord. It's part of my cheese Oh. Okay. <laughs> Love it. So that's the big one there. The other one is not as big. Um, Kirsten is a member of Delta Sigma Theta sorority. I am not familiar with Greek life in general, um, but somebody in the comments was like, phew-wee, so glad she's not an AKA, which that doesn't mean anything to me either. Uh, so. <laughs> but what was the first thing I said when you told me this? I said the same thing. <laughs> you said the same thing. Yeah, you said the same thing. So if you would like to enlighten us, go for it. Um, 
as far as black Greek things go now, again, this is all secondhand for me. I'm not affiliated at all. Um, what? I know <laughs> me being in a social group with people and <laughs> doing stuff. <laughs> Surprise. I'm not affiliated. Um, but yeah, there's definitely um, certain stereotypes about each different organization in the Divine okay. Nine. Um, so with Kirsten presenting herself as this like, you know, classy kind of bougie type, that's more in line with the AKAs versus the Deltas. Mm. So that's why that person said that. And that's why I said that. I thought that oh. would have been way been up her alley more. But there is also some speculation about how real Kirsten is keeping it on this show. If this is all just, she's playing it up. I mean, she wasn't she the one who was um, on a stripper's face with her hoo-ha? Not hoo-ha. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're in Nashville. Yeehaw. God. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but even people were talking about, too, in those like first few episodes, like we saw her with her family and they was drinking moonshine and shit. And it was like, oh, wait, what? There's a disconnect here. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah. Interesting. Indeed. I wonder if Shaquille is affiliated. I'm sure. He seems very social. Yeah. And he's, you know, still in college life. So. Dang. He might be. Because oh, I saw a video today. And it was a video from um, Tennessee State or wherever he's at. Mm -hmm. um, and they were having like a Dougie off. Like the dance. <laughs> <laughs> they were like raiding each other's duggies and he was in it and i want to say he had a jacket but i can't remember the letters but did he win yes oh, oh not in my has... opinion but according to them <laughs> he, yes. he dances well i think he dances well no he, okay. he 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 was not douglasing correctly for me oh okay <laughs> as a texan where the duggie originated all no. right <laughs> but that's just me but yeah, that's all the cheese man I have. I, I didn't see very much out in the streets. So yeah, it's been a little dry this week. And part of that is because uh, season 12 just dropped yesterday on Netflix. Mm, that so explains a now lot people of are, yeah, yeah, Reddit's full of people talking about shit we already talked about two years ago. Michaela. <laughs> no, Michaela. Austin. I mean, Atlanta. So everybody's talking about Chris. stupid Chris. Yeah. Yeah, Chris. I so just, much I saw actually but today I saw a few Michaela posts on Reddit for some reason. Hmm. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I hate when this happens because I'm like, we already talked about we know already. We've been <laughs> already said this. We They're know. They're just excited. They're just excited. And because of it, I was taking an extra, you know, I like to do my little deep dives or, you know, my little little extra searches. Um mm -hmm. so I was trying to keep a little eye on what the people from that season were posting now, or if they were posting more oh, since okay. now they're getting back into the spotlight the again. Yeah. Thirsty ass Chris. He hasn't even been on Instagram in months. And suddenly who reappears in my stories today talking about, Oh, season 12 dropped on Netflix. Fuck off. <laughs> Evil, horrible person. <laughs> you don't deserve any more shine from anything you did on this show. <laughs> It's like, enjoy being the most hated man in reality TV for a few weeks. <laughs> oh, I was like, of course he would pop his ugly self back up. Asshole. Awful. 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 So, yeah, that party's just getting started over there. Um, let's see. Speaking of season 12, 
your friend Virginia. Uh, she's out here touching her face again. She looks no. wild. No. She just had an ad a couple days ago where she said she just did round two of neck treatments and then she did a touch up of cheek fillers and lip fillers. Isn't she in her 20s? Yes. Oh my God. That's my thing. I'm like, you're too, you're getting too much done and you're not even like, your face ain't even like settled yet, bro. Mm-mm. Like her lips look crazy. People talk about Gina. Nah, it's Virginia, bro. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with that. I just looked. <laughs> and like starting so young, like that stuff migrates and like moves the longer you have it. So you're setting yourself up to be looking like Darcy and Stacy by the time you're in your thirties. Mm-hmm. You're gonna look nuts. But she thinks it's cute, so I guess she's ridiculous. Uh, this we know. Um, she need to get her skin in order first. That's my whole thing. Is like, what makes you think you can maintain all this extra work when you can't even maintain the current foundation? You know what I mean? Like ridiculous. And that's not even me doing a dig. That's like facts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't care. Do all the work you want, but gosh. Mm-mm. So I had some more information on uh, Married at First Sight UK. I didn't end up watching it, um, but it sounds like it's a lot. <laughs> so apparently there's eight couples originally, but then two more couples joined like in the middle of the season. It says two more couples joined in episode 12. Jeez. I'm like, huh? That's weird. How does that work? Is it the same? Do they co-mingle? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Okay. Um... There's two same-sex couples, which is something we don't get on the U.S. version. Yeah. There's 28 to 30 episodes. <laughs> Insane. And this already aired in the U.K. at the end of last year. So okay. there's spoilers out there if you don't want to necessarily invest in the whole show, just want to know what happens in the end. Yeah. You can do your Googles. Oh, it does say that the couples all went on separate honeymoons. That's what they used to do back in the day on the U.S. Oh. version. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much they commingle beyond that. Uh, la- our friend from last season, Miss Stasha, was out here sporting a new look. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't get too excited. She just revealed it's a wig today. <laughs> she said it was too much of a change to like do it for real. Yeah, uh, but she so- looks good. I like her content. I've decided. I, I didn't like it. And well, I don't care for her content either. <laughs> you don't like her content? I think it's, um, some of the things she does is kind of funny, like poking fun at the show itself. And she did a funny um, smash, not smash kind of um, Oh, I reel. saw that. I thought that was hilarious. Because when she landed on Chris, he was like, definitely not smash. <laughs> and to me, it's all cringy. It's, I'm not into the whole TikTok-ness of it. Mm. It's up there with Mark. <laughs> Like, oh just stop. no! I I wouldn't compare her to Mark. Mark is just. Ugh. I think she's more clicked in than he is. Like she knows which trends to actually do that are going to yeah. do well. And, and she Mark is post, just posting his workouts every single day of his life. And I'm like, I do not care. I do not care, Mark the Shark, and his clothing line that no one's buying. Well, speaking of Mark, he was being <laughs> shady in the Instagram streets. Uh, right. So Married at First Sight's official account put up a post about um it was like multiple choice there was a quote from the episode that said i feel like every day there's something else about me that you don't like and they were asking who do you thought who we thought said that Mm -hmm. um 
and Mark posted in the comments, Lindsay, I mean, Mac, and then like some laughing emojis. It's like, all right, sit down. Nobody asked you. Well, that and Lindsay has said on multiple occasions, just like, let it go, bro. It's over. Keep my name out of your mouth. Jesus. Uh, Oh, so going back to this season, uh, one of the wives did get a puppy from Jasmine. Who do you think it was? Mm, I'm going to say Kirsten. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, And then this was posted on Married at First Sight fans uh, stories. Mm. Because it was from like their person, from Kirsten's personal Instagram, her oh, okay. stories. Yeah. So I guess they're already in there. They get the sneak peeks. Yeah. Um, but it said something to the effect of meet the new addition to our new family. And it's like, oh, our new family. Hmm? They are so cute. The golden doodles are the cutest and the most perfect dog. But I cannot pay that money for a dog. People have been pissed about that yeah people have been really really upset about her being a backyard breeder and like how dangerous it is like somebody went on a whole rant about how it's cruel to like breed these specialty dogs like if you're having there's no such thing as a mini golden doodle and if you have a golden doodle Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have two golden doodle parents one should be a golden retriever and one should be a poodle and like they've been ripping her ass up you know people how people feel about animals yeah and yeah they've been tearing her new one they're still cute though i do yeah i agree i mean they won heiress over yeah but i got my dog for 200 bucks from a foster family those you know those rescue groups that they foster at home instead of at like the facilities and whatever Mm -hmm. best dog ever I always say that, but I'm just saying. Shout out like, to Sandy Cheek. What's up, Sandy? Poor Sandy. She's so old. My my kid's so mean to her. Shoots her, with, her, shoots her with the Nerf gun all the time. <laughs> and she's already like so timid in the first place. <laughs> she's cool. She, it doesn't really, I think she's so used to it now. She just doesn't phase her. She just looks at him and just like, I don't care. I eat whatever you drop, so it's fine. <laughs> Can you go back where you came from? Remember a simpler time. <laughs> Uh, the last thing I have is, oh no, I have a couple more things. Kristen from San Diego looks like she's going to be making some changes. She had a post today with her and Luna at the beach and she said, you know, they're enjoying their last few visits to the beach in Virginia before they start a new chapter. So I don't I know what's... she was in New York. She moved from New York to back home to Virginia. Wow. Okay. And so now it sounds like something else is happening. I don't know what but I did see see she became a cycle bar ambassador. So I guess she gets cycle bar membership for free now. If she posted it. (laughs) Sounds good to me. It's not, yeah, it's really fun. I really enjoy it, but I ain't paying for that. So yeah, that's all I have for this week. I believe that's awesome. That's good cheese, man. I try. (laughs) If you have any cheese, go ahead and send it to our social media accounts on Instagram, we are at Cheese McQueens Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Cheese McQueens. Igby live tweets the episode every Wednesday. And it's always a good time. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and five stars on Spotify. It helps other cheesemosas find us. And yeah, that's it. It'd be helpful. Thanks. <laughs> it's free 99. Help us out, bro. Yup. All right, let's get into this. Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 8. 
Igby. Please tell me you have a title because I did not write it down. You know, I do. It's <laughs> stupid. You ready? <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Go ahead. Poised for battle. Oh, yeah. Courtesy of Pastor Cal. Dominique. Yeah, people really hate Dominique. A lot. A lot. <laughs> but people don't like the both of them, but they yeah, don't like her they for real. Really, really don't like her. And I'm just mm, okay, we'll get to it. Anyway, let's start let's start nice and slow here. Let's start with Nicole and Chris. With Ursher. You know what? I know everybody always complains that this show is just for the ratings and blah, 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 blah. Well, here you go. They threw us an actual couple and they are so boring. <laughs> I like them. Don't get me wrong. I think they're two nice people. Two nice people who are getting along great. But there's no drama here. <laughs> so Not funny. yet. There's always yet. potential. You know, now, they always, some at some point, the tables turn and they all turn psycho. You know <laughs> happen it could happen i could see that you know she does have a little crazy in the eye at times just a tinge yeah so we start off with nicole going to chris's place and meeting his dogs they've never had a mama so this moment is super important for chris and um everything goes well the dogs love her so why she's getting he, a mm-hmm. why did he give the dogs the same name kobe and coda it's the same name <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's just like us. We all have an S name and um, which is hilarious because like growing up, my mother would go, you <laughs> get your ass over here. <laughs> so, I mean, people do it. Um, but yeah, so she's getting a tour of the apartment and, you know, at some point the dog starts humping the bed pillow when she gets a tour of the bedroom. And then uh, they move on to the living room and then the dog starts humping the couch pillows as well. So that's that's what that dog does probably multiple times every day. <laughs> Don't lay your head on those pillows, just FYI. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, my dog's never humped anything. Is that weird? I don't know. I don't have dogs. I don't know. Is that just a male dog thing? She's also fixed. No. I have- Remember Luna was getting her hump on last season. That's right. That's true. Hmm. I I don't know. Maybe my dog just has like low estrogen. Low. Just stop. Low key. Own. Yeah. She needs a blue chew. I don't know. Not sponsored. No. No. Go ahead though. We're open. We're open. Um. So Nicole's loving this. She's thinking about what what's gonna happen after the eight weeks, and so you. Know, you know, just looking at his apartment and knowing how, the size of her apartment. How are they going to commingle? She's both excited and kind of nervous about all these changes. But, you know, in the end, she thinks it's it's going to be fine and they're going to work out. Um, and of course, you know, this scene ends with her breaking out her dog toy theater and showing the dogs <laughs> her skills in, in the theater arts. So, um, but, and they love it. They love it. Next, we see Nicole and Chris introduce their dogs leashed and in a dog park like normal people no, responsible you're... dog owners you're supposed to go in the apartment each go into a separate bedroom and then release the dogs into the living room and then just let whatever happens happens like a gladiator it's <laughs> ridiculous do you think they're re- i think they're both responsible dog owners but do you think production was just like extra cautious this time around saying hey or were they like 
Let's see what happens. <laughs> no, I think they're responsible dog owners. Okay. So, um, yeah, they're both pretty nervous about this because if they don't get along, that's, you know, no one's willing to get rid of their dog. That's like not on the table. So it would be really bad for the marriage. But there's no aggression. Uh, even Nicole says this is the dullest playdate ever, which is, you know, a big relief for both of them. She is sad to be away from Charlie uh, when they do move into the apartment, but she knows he's in good hands with her dad at her apartment. So Chris needs to give her extra attention and he is happy to do so. He says he's going to give her lots of attention and extra puppy cuddles. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> we, we saw how his dog cuddled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so next, um, Chris comes up with the dogs to the shared apartment. He then brings up um, something that both of them have been thinking about, the lease, right? So both their leases are going to end, like, soon. Like, he needs to make a decision this week about what's going to happen after decision day. Got to put in that 60-day notice. Yep, 60-day notice. And um, same with hers. Hers is only, like, two weeks after that. So his idea is that they should both renew for nine months, And since this is a marriage forever, what's the rush? Why not? Um, And in ITM, she says that it's going to be hard going backwards, living their separate lives and dating pretty much. And she's not feeling that. You know, they're married. They're getting married, so you don't have to date anymore. And um, But she doesn't voice it at all. And I thought that was weird because she's pretty vocal about things. Mm -hmm. And they've both been very transparent about their feelings throughout this whole process so far so i thought that was strange but it it comes up again later so um that that ends that scene ends and then we get a visit from pastor cal you know he acknowledges that you know it's been pretty smooth sailing chris says yeah it's been better than he ever expected and she says that they have so much in common that it feels really you know it feels unreal so um (laughs) then pastor cal's like yeah but how's her personality because she's a lot And that's never been a secret that she's a lot. And Chris says he loves it. He hasn't really seen the intense side of her. And she's like, yes, you have. And then they play this clip of her talking to the spy cameras about her wedding photos and how they pretty much dogged her on the the wedding photos. And we said that at the beginning when those wedding photos came out um, because they were not flattering on her. But I will say that's not kind of on her, too, because she chose that dress. We all said it wasn't flattering. She could have done something about that, too. But also, why are you going to frame the worst pictures? And so she was pissed about that. And that's- there was chatter about this online as well. Yeah. Um, they're talking a lot about how, one, since a lot of the things for the wedding, um, you know, the network pays for this by leveraging... Um, like promotion, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you can say you've worked with this show or you, Mm -hmm. or like these photographers can now say these pictures have been in, like people have been in Us Weekly, all that stuff. Um, So they're not paying basically for these photos. So they're not getting great photographers in the first place. Mm. Um, I know somebody on Reddit was saying that they are a photographer and live in Nashville and said it's a pretty tight knit community. And the person that shot these weddings, they have no idea who it is. Um, wow so just that, like production yeah <laughs> it's just like <laughs> shitty quality and it's like they're talking about like the logistics of it how there's only one uh photographer when really there should be two yeah it's kind of more yeah. technical stuff um yeah so 
that's part of the reason these might not be the best photos. And it does kind of suck like, okay, if they do stay together, these are their legit wedding photos. Mm-hmm. There's no redo. I mean, you can try like Linda and Miguel did, but, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, these are actually the photos from your wedding and yeah. they live forever. So Mm-mm. I get it, well, but she looked a little, a little off, like screaming to the yes. <laughs> security camera. We brought up the word unhinged earlier. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's probably a good word for her at that moment. But, um, you know, and I, I know, but her, I remember on after party, um, after the wedding episode, she said she wasn't even feeling her best on that day because right before going down the aisle, somebody spilled like a bunch of water all over her face and hair or champagne mm-hmm. on her face and her hair. And it was a mess. So she was already not feeling confident about that day. So seeing yeah. pictures reflecting that probably felt really bad. So I felt bad for her. But yeah, yeah. you can go redo your photos, girl. You'll be fine. But yeah, yeah she people brought that up too about how bad her makeup was. And then it was like, yeah, because she had to redo it and redo touch it up it herself. Quick, quickly. Yeah. Yes. So, hmm. but yeah. Um, but that being said, Chris says that he does not, ha- he doesn't really fear her and she doesn't think she'll come for him in that way, but I feel like she can. <laughs> um, he says he has a backbone and thanks to his other relationships, he can talk things through with her. He feels like she- he's pretty confident in their relationship. And he, at that point brings up that even the lease, um, uh, argument or not argument um conversation went really well because they were so transparent and he's lit and pastor was like yeah let's talk about that because he feels like everybody else that she would not be okay with it and turns out she's not okay with it so um pastor Kyle says that they have to act like they're married so if they're married married you're supposed to move in together after this experiment so what's up and chris says that he'd rather be safe than sorry he doesn't want to you know rush into something and then it doesn't work out and then they're homeless and um and in the itm this is where we get nicole's real feelings she says she doesn't want to rock the boat so she's just going with the flow pastor cal says he'll give them two weeks and by the end of those two weeks they're going to find a way to be together so either it's going to cost money to break them leases i know that so if they don't both want it to succeed it will succeed so they just need to keep acting like that He then asks if they have used the L word. They have not. But Nicole asks him every day that if it was decision day to day, what would he say? And she feels it's like a temperature track as to where they're at in the relationship. Pastor Kyle says that maybe don't do that because every day is not peaches and cream. Um, you, You know, one day you're on all the highs and another day you could be on all the lows. And that's when um, when they're on the lows they're going to start worrying about, oh no, is this right? Is this going to be okay? But Nicole says in ITM, she doesn't give a fuck. She's going to, she likes asking that question. So she's going to keep asking that question. So <laughs> he then asks if they have consummated the marriage and they have, they just, they just did it um, that week. So that has brought them closer together. They both initiated it, it sounded like. And as soon as everybody leaves, they're going to get it in again. And that's where we end <laughs> their story this episode. <laughs> Why wasn't it ever an option to, I know it can be highway robbery, but like, why wasn't going month to month an option? Unless it's that... like literally not an option that the, wherever they live offers. Um, but it's yeah. only two months. Like, 
nine months seems like a long time. You yeah, why not baby, six baby or three? Yeah, three, six. I think those are both reasonable. You're bound to know if they're the one or not. I think they're bound to know after two months, you know, after this eight weeks. Yeah. They're going to know if it's worth a try or not. So Because I totally get Chris's point. Like, mm-hmm. he's not trying to be stuck out there, which yeah. is perfectly reasonable i don't know why she was so up in arms about it like i mean she wasn't she wasn't though like she's all in i understand that she's all in but she's really holding her tongue which is really surprising for me i don't know we'll see it's probably gonna blow up (laughs) maybe she was digmatized by that point (laughs) yeah she's like put a cloud over her judgment She's like, I haven't had dick in two years. I'm going with the flow. I'm going to just shut up. <laughs> yeah. For now. I'm going to give it to Friday. <laughs> See what how, what that temperature check is. <laughs> Views like that. Uh-huh. All right. But that's all I have for them. Good money. Mm-hmm. Who do we want to talk about next? Let's do Kirsten and Shaquille. All right. Uh, again, these people don't talk to each other. So there's not a whole lot here. <laughs> like at all uh so we're doing the tours of each other's places uh Shaquille is seeing Kirsten's place for the first time her minimalist apartment there's absolutely no decorations nothing on the wall it's totally polar opposite from his place he's got stuff everywhere he's got his sewing station and all that stuff going on so he's like oh what's the deal here like is this a model home is this like <laughs> not a model home a model, model like, home has more decorations than that. <laughs> like it doesn't even look like anybody lives here and you know he's saying that he hoped that he would have learned something about Kristen's personality from her apartment but there's nothing mm-hmm. there homegirl don't even have like a bedside table like it's literally the bedroom just has the bed yeah, she blamed it on on after party. I watched after party this time. Um, she blamed it on COVID and the shipping supply situation. Like mm-hmm. she had just moved in there, and so furniture would be taking months, and she would cancel it because she don't care. But I don't know. It was very strange because she has she's a seems like a social person. Even in the vows, everyone's like, "Oh, she's the life of the party." Da da da. You'd think she'd have pictures of her friends and family or, and she, and she dresses well. You would think she'd have some style to the apartment and it's not, I I don't have style and I have things on my walls. (laughs) I barely, I have no pictures anywhere. Yeah. Like at all, anywhere. (laughs) I have a couple pieces of art on the wall, but that's it. Yeah. Um, So to me, I was like, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) But apparently this is a thing. Well, um, you know what? It could be in the mentality like this is an apartment. I'm gonna move again if I don't like it. So why am I gonna put? Because I felt like that in one of my apartments. I was like, I'm not gonna decorate because we're just gonna move in a year. So I could see that too. But where she does have things is her closet. Shaq says <laughs> that he's getting anxiety from looking at her closet <laughs> because it's totally unorganized. There's shoes everywhere, clothes everywhere. He talks about the way she's hangs things up and why things aren't <laughs> folded a certain way and she's like I do not care just put it in the closet and close the door and now it's <laughs> fine um I thought too this was another situation of I moved for this show but we can't say that mm. so 
now it's just this like mystery thing. It's like, oh yeah, this isn't my real house. Could be. Because <laughs> I just moved here for this. So this yeah. is temporary. Um, yeah. So he tells her he's not okay with what she has going on and it's like stressing him out basically. And she, again, doesn't care. She laughs it off. She doesn't seem to be bothered at all by his reaction, which she probably should be because this is going to be a thing. She seems amused. (laughs) Which is funny because she was so picky on the honeymoon about him being disorganized and having his stuff everywhere. But it turns out the call was coming from inside the house. (laughs) Uh, But that's pretty much it for them there. Next, they meet with Pastor Cal in their new shared apartment. Uh, Kirsten says that being married feels neutral Shaquille doesn't feel like a stranger because he's uh overly communicating but she also brings up um how she doesn't like his sense of humor and that he jokes around too much and again she says there's a time and a place for everything she says that she told Shaquille that she'll let him know when he's doing something that's bothering her but also she didn't want to have to point everything out to him like she wants him to be more self-aware mm-hmm So Pastor Cal's advice is just brush it off. Let him be him. You know, I'm corny. My wife thinks my jokes are corny and I make them anyway. So Shaquille, you just keep doing you and Kirsten deal with it. Yeah, that was so offensive. I thought I was like, you are not listening. She maybe didn't communicate how it makes her feel like that. It bothers her when she's the butt of the joke. Right. You know, so she didn't communicate it right. But I feel like Pastor Kyle should have asked more questions to get that out of her. But no, he was just like, "Mm, boys will be boys. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, he tells her, you can't always have it the way you like it. Gross. Uh, So then she starts trying to explain how she's trying to turn turn down the joking in order for them to uh, have more of an emotional connection. Because she thinks, you know, they need to have that chemistry. That's going to be a vital part of their marriage. Uh, and them connecting. So that's when Pastor Cal asks if there is chemistry. And she's like, mm, no, not really. And Shaquille's like, wait, that's news to me. Because I thought we had <laughs> a little something going on. You know, they we snuggle up like they, yeah. He says we snuggle up at night. I, you know, he gives her little forehead kisses. <laughs> and really, it's that she, okay, she says, okay, all right. Okay, I'll admit there is a little bit of chemistry. Mm -hmm. Um, but she needs to let her guard down and express herself to him and allow herself to depend on him emotionally. Shaquille agrees and says that if he asked her a question about herself in the past, basically she would deflect it and flip it back onto him. So he can never get any deeper with her because she's not opening up. Mm. So at this point, she acknowledges that she doesn't like to let people in because she's never received what she wanted and deserved. So Pastor Cal tells Shaquille that he needs to prove to Kirsten that she's in a safe space, that she can be open and vulnerable with him. Uh, Pastor Cal seems to think that they're going in the same direction and they want the same things out of life. So if they can, again, work on this communication, work on their vulnerability, maybe not make fun of your wife all the time. That's Mm -hmm. just my two cents. Um, (laughs) Maybe they can get somewhere with this relationship. And hopefully stay together. And that was really it for them this episode. (laughs) Again. They might be a surprise couple that say yes on decision day. I don't know. Like we were talking about before, like he said that this, she's flip-flopping. She's faking it for the cameras. And then when they're alone, she's like, what are you looking at, ugly? (laughs) (laughs) 
Because there are times where they're cuddled up or they're sitting on the couch and she's like playing with his hands or his knee. She has her hand on him. Like there's something there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was trying to think of who it was in the past that like was getting such like crazy mixed signals where it's like, I understand why homeboy is <laughs> confused because I'm confused. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I can't think of who it is right now off the top of my head, but we've seen this before. Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll come to you. All right, well, let's move along to Jasmine and Eris. We've already seen Eris's house, right? So now we're going to Jasmine's parents' house, um, which now makes sense because on one of the after parties, Jasmine was like sticking up for Mac in his living situation. And it's because she's in the exact same situation. But again, she reiterated that like, why am I going to get an apartment? if I'm going to get married in a little bit and I'm just going to move in with my husband, that's her mentality. And we've always said she has the wife mentality. She's ready to do this thing, but that's not what she got. So Eris has different issues going on. So anyway, they were at Jasmine's parents' house. Um, She has nine puppies and she is nervous because of how Eris reacted at the wedding when she told him about all the puppies. Uh, but going in, he's right off the bat, really impressed with all her titles and her crown. She has them on a big display right when you walk in to the right. And um, he tells us that, you know, she's she's too humble that, oh no, I'm sorry. He tells her that she has all of these accolades, all these titles, and that she's too humble because if it was him, he'd be like, yeah, I'm the queen. Do this, do this, do this. He tells her she looks like a black Game of Thrones character. <laughs> with the crown on (laughs) so um he tells the camera that you know he asked for a black queen and he got one um she then goes on and explains all her titles and like the pageant circuit kind of stuff and then they're interrupted with barking and um we learn that the reason he's so turned off about dogs is because when he was a kid there was a dog at his grandma's house and it scratched him and he was pretty traumatized from that uh, so she has all these dogs in one cage and she picks it up <laughs> right on its neck. I don't know why. I know that's how the mamas carry the pups, but it makes me cringe when I see humans do it. <laughs> but that's how she did it. And she picks out the runt named Tesla and gives it to Eris, who's, you know, starts petting it pretty hard, but he's petting it and he slowly falls in love with the puppy. So um, she does, she tells us in ITM that him enjoying the puppies makes her more attracted to him. And uh, she says, but that's a problem because she falls in love quick. And if she falls in love with this man, he's just going to say, okay, cool. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) She knows exactly where this is going. Been there. So, no, no. Oh, no, the other side where it's like, oh, (laughs) thanks. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> so after that scene, we see them with Pastor Cal. Jasmine's hoops are huge and I love them. The bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe. Yo. So um, Pastor Cal asks how the wedding went, what they thought. And she says that she liked what she saw. Um, I don't think he said it. I don't think we got an answer from Eris about the wedding but anyway he then asked about the honeymoon and there's this awkward silence and Eris says that he was stressing because his wife is very attracted to him and he's not at that level yet pastor cal then asks if he finds her attractive and he says yes but she's not his type and jasmine says it at the same time so she already knows he's not 
into her. Jasmine, of course, wants him to be attracted to her and wants him to rip her clothes off. And um, that's just not where they're at. And Eris knows that that's wrong, right? There should be some sort of mutual attraction, but he's feeling really stressed and guilty. Normally, he's a really sexual person. He's usually getting freaky in the hotel like that. But in the honeymoon, that's not what was happening. He's making it a thing all in his head. And Pastor Carl asks about their physical relationship. And they hold hands. They sit close. Um, Eris does say that it feels natural and normal and not forced. And... Pastor Cal then says that he wonders if his feelings are more about the process, like stressing out about what they're doing rather than about Jasmine herself. He asks Jasmine um, what she likes about Eris, and she says that he's honest, even when it's going to hurt her feelings. He's honest about it. She's always been told what she wants to hear, and he's very open and upfront with everything. She thinks he has a good work ethic, and he always makes her feel really comfortable. And Eris likes that answer. He says it makes him feel good, like he's doing something right, that they have a really good foundation to build on. Um, the same questions asked of him, and he likes that she works with kids, that she's a really good role model. She's a goal getter. She's really close to her family. If they had kids and he died, he would die peacefully because he trusts that she would take care of his kids. Well, mainly because she has to, because they were to say, uh, her kids. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, Pastor Cal then says that he needs to fall in love with Jasmine's values. But on the other hand, Jasmine wants to feel desired, you know, so that's where they leave off. Pastor Cal thinks that they can make something incredible, but they have to put some effort into it. Eris says that they... They matched him with someone he needed, and he knows that. And that's where their segment ends. He was trying to bust it open in that outdoor shower. I just couldn't, didn't have the heart. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't make it happen. That's probably never happened to him ever before. <laughs> I'm surprised he has this much of a conscience. <laughs> All right, let's get into something juicy. Talk, let's talk about Hot. Dominique and McKinley. I almost said dumb and dumber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. So we're visiting Dominique's apartment. We see Mac outside. He's doing a self-tape where he says that he's excited to see where she lives and how she lives. He calls himself a big loser since he's <laughs> living with friends and family in the basement. <laughs> so she takes him inside and they're checking out the apartment. He's he's in a bad mood uh -huh. like he's already salty off the rip um and is pretty much disinterested in looking around her apartment uh dominique says that she was a she expected him to want to be in the apartment and want to get to know her but this is who mac is it's a lot you know she tells him to you know he's free to roam free to browse around and he's like well you didn't do that in my place so i mean i don't really there's nothing I, there's nothing for me to really see yeah you want me to see family pictures of not your family okay <laughs> so dominique asked if he could see himself staying in her apartment later on and he says that like mm, well, i don't know we'll see and i hate you i hate your stupid apartment <laughs> you're such an adult because <laughs> then uh... we get the car ride where he really starts sassing it up 
Oh, this is his... Mr. Sassy. Yes. yes. We get it every episode. He has a little attitude about something. But we were like, where's, why does everybody call him sassy? Why does everybody call him, this is it. I was going to say petty, but I guess that's mean to call somebody Mr. Petty, especially if it's your mom or something. <laughs> so they get into the car after looking at her place. And this is when McKinley says the line, uh, it's one thing after another that you keep saying you don't like about me. And he says he's introverted and not outgoing, but there's also things about her that he's not getting. So there's that. You're not all that either. <laughs> and she asks him, okay, well, what is it that you're looking for that's missing? And he says, well, for example, dogs to him are like, his dogs are like kids. And they'd be on the furniture and they do sleep in the bed. And, you know, that's not something that Dominique uh, is into, that she approves of. We see a clip from the honeymoon where she's talking about uh, dog hair being all over the apartment would like really gross her out. And she doesn't think dogs are like people. She thinks dogs are like a bonus and they need to be treated like animals because that's what they are. (laughs) Yeah. And it goes back to them in the car and she's like, okay, well, my thing is if your dogs are so fucking important to you, why haven't you seen them in the last five months? Why aren't they here? (laughs) And then Mac gets defensive and is like, you don't think my dogs are a big deal? And she's like, well, no, if they mean so much, again, you said they're like your children. Why haven't you made any kind of effort to get them out here to Nashville? And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't care about my dogs. You're right. (laughs) And she's like, that's not what I'm trying to say. This is where I was like, people hate on her so much, but I would respond the exact same way. I would be, I am, I would be so unattracted to this man. He is, he is immature. They talk about her being, and she is, she's immature too. She complains a lot as well, Mm -hmm. but he is very immature. Yeah. To be 10 years her senior. Mm -hmm. So McKinley says that he thinks Dominique doesn't think that he's stable but he does really well for himself in cannabis. And he tells her that money wouldn't be a problem at all. You know, I don't feel good about where we're at. I don't think you've asked me once about my dogs. You don't want to know their names, not even a picture. That's hurtful to me. And, you know, I've expressed how important those animals are to me and you don't even care. Now, speaking of McKinley's business, some of our buddies went over to LinkedIn and found his profile. So he is listed as owner of Maverick CBD from December 2019 to present, 12 years of experience in the cannabis industry, cannabis operations management for eight plus years. Um, He says he has extensive cultivation experience, managing, operating, including training, developing SOPs, uh, KPI, uh, senior cultivator, grow operations director, and operating manager. It says that Maverick CBD has four products online for sale, but he has not kept his websites up to date. You can't even go to the website because it pop like security pop-ups come up because mm. he's not keeping up with it. Um, it says his business page seems to be, or it says the business is closed and he hasn't changed the Facebook or the LinkedIn pages. So it's looking rather sketchy. Hmm. Because this person said they were tempted to like order something, but uh-huh. they couldn't even like get to the site. And then there was like no information as far as like manufacturing, if it's like private label, if it's warehouse, where they ship or like there was like no information. Yeah. 
So it's like, okay, do you own this yeah. business? I told you. I said sketchy right from the get-go. That is him. So yeah, And then like people were talking about, he's saying he is so stable and all of this, but it's like, okay, so did you ever even have any intentions of staying in mm-hmm. Tennessee? Because that's not legal there. So what are you going to do with this business? Are you going to run it remote or what? I don't I don't know who else works for Maverick CBD uh you know don't worry about it (laughs) what are you HR now (laughs) no we don't have that we don't have exactly so (laughs) stop asking (laughs) so yeah I mean I don't know where his money is coming from what he's doing now besides being on the show a lot of people think he's just on this show to promote his brand maybe but if that was the case, he should have got his shit done before getting on the show. Now, you know, these people don't know how to do anything <laughs> they're supposed to be doing to position themselves <laughs> to self-promote. You've seen it time and time again. If you know you're getting on this show to promo something, have the shit together. Get your website together. Get your storefront together. Have your Instagram together. What is wrong with you? How are you supposed to promote something nobody can access? Eh? Idiot. <laughs> I know. Here you are, right in the spotlight, ready to get 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 going. Nope, not today. You're trying to let the blessings come in, and you're blocking them. Mm-mm. So, well, this goes back to them, uh, the second part of their fight. Once they, uh, well, in the car, she Dominique says, like, we're really going to fight about dogs. Like, there's <laughs> so much more we could be talking about, you know, fuck them dogs. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a real actual issues uh but once they get back to the shared apartment they are kind of like piddling around and unpacking in silence and uh, mckinley asked dominique to reveal her plan like he's like oh you know you're gonna bring your suitcase in here like what's going on she's just like "Mm, i'm not really feeling it no more Mm, i don't want to have petty arguments with you and mckinley says i wasn't petty that was valid she's like "Mm." Not so much. Yeah, she's afraid that this situation is going to spiral. And she tells McKinley basically, like, I don't hate you, but this right now is not cute and I'm not trying to do this. Uh, McKinley tells Dominique that she's a great person, but he does have to admit that he has been kind of spinning out since the honeymoon. And again, he tells her every day, I feel like there's something else you don't like. I've made compromises over and over, whether it's the horseback riding, sailing, the dog. I feel like there's no compromise on your end, though. And that just everything I'm doing is wrong, basically. And this is when Dominique says that she never expected everything to be perfect, but maybe McKinley felt otherwise. She says that she expected McKinley to do more and not push back when they try new things. But she says it's mentally exhausting to have to always be the smiling face and the supporter and have to try to convince him to do things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to be mentally exhausting because he doesn't want to do this. Like you're for- trying to force him. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to, if you're trying to force somebody constantly to do things they don't want to do, I bet yeah. that would be exhausting. Yeah. Uh, So McKinley says that he felt like shit since the honeymoon. He says that he feels like he may have ruined her time and was a super negative asshole who was making bad jokes. And Dominique says she doesn't feel that great either, uh, but she understands how, but McKinley doesn't understand how since Jamaica, he still hasn't done anything um, and said nothing bad about her in Jamaica. 
then we see like an ITM where Dominique is basically talking about how McKinley has a bad attitude. He's petty and he's um, homeless. (laughs) (laughs) And she's saying that all of that combined together is not something that she wants to take on. And she's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to move in. I'm going to go home and uh, take a bath and kind of think about what's transpired so far. I wouldn't move in either, honestly. He seems like a bad time all day, every day. Well, McKinley says he's going to give her her space and then they're going to meet up again when they have their session with Pastor Cal. So once once it's time for that conversation, they kind of tell Pastor Cal that it's Dominique who was having, uh, she's living in her good energy. She's, her spirits are up, but it's McKinley who is fed up and has a bad attitude and is negative and just being Debbie Downer. So once Pastor Cal like enters the apartment, he goes, you know, you've got some explaining to do. And they're like, no, it's like, you got some explaining to do. So it's all, (laughs) they already start off on the wrong foot. Yeah. They are sitting like on opposite ends of the couch And this is when we get our title because Pastor Cal says they look like they're poised for battle. Uh, Dominique says that they both asked for things in a spouse that they didn't get. She tells Pastor Cal that McKinley isn't outgoing, adventurous, or optimistic. Uh, McKinley says that he takes risks and wanted a partner who was more adventurous, but maybe not as adventurous as Dominique is. (laughs) They have different standards for different things. Um, He starts talking about the stupid dogs again. And, you know, she, Dominique says, I told y'all from the beginning, dogs in the bed was a deal breaker for me. So that's on matchmaking. Yeah. Pastor Cal says that a lot of this is just ridiculousness and there can't be compromise. Uh, Dominique says that she wanted a marriage, but she didn't think she was going to get somebody that was like a polar opposite. Yeah. And Pastor Cal disagrees with that. He says that the experts had a lot of faith that they were a good match. Um, because they both wanted independent partners. He says that Dominique asked for a protector who is honest and faithful, someone who's older and mature. And McKinley asked for a woman who could pull him out of his shell, grow with him, and he could build a family with. So Pastor Cal said the expert gave them what they both needed and what they asked for. And Dominique's like, well, I wanted a more established person who's secure in their life, not some loser living in the basement. (laughs) I expected more. And then she's like, yeah, because he doesn't even have his own place. (laughs) And this is when McKinley says he feels judged by Dominique, which he is. Mm -hmm. Um, But she says it was a total turnoff to her. And she would have preferred that McKinley have 27 roommates (laughs) if it meant that he had his own place. And this is when Pastor Cal asks Dominique what she wants to do. And she says, I don't know. I'm just really over it right now. And, you know, they ask, what does that mean? This I'm over it. Is you are you over the conversation or are you over being married? And dun dun dun. That's when we see <laughs> to be continued. They leave us yeah. on a cliffhanger about her response. So will they, won't they? Are we gonna see her next week crying, walking down the uh, hallway with that box? Giving Clint a goodbye smooch. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. They're a wreck. Indeed. That was messy. Just like they like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's okay. them for the episode. Well, all right, let's close it out with Gina and Clint. So Clint is visiting Gina's apartment, and he meets Hank. He loves Who looks Hank. exactly like him. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that dog already. 
Um, so he gets the tour. He says everything's neatly organized, nicely decorated. And he's looking forward to sharing a space together. And I was like, her apartment is cute. It is super cute. And I was like, they live at the same place. I don't remember his apartment being as nice as hers. Like she had those gorgeous windows, like surround mm-hmm. windows. And yeah, I was like, I don't remember. I, I remember he had a big window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In his little playroom with his like airplane thing. Simulator. Not a playroom. <laughs> he sits in the love sack. I have the exact one. It's so comfy. Um, she asked how he's feeling with the situation, knowing how she's going to answer. That's why she's asking this. <laughs> and he's like, I'm feeling good. I'm looking forward to this. This is great. I'm excited. And she's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. So she's uh, a little nervous. She doesn't want to move in right away. She's not seeing the progression that she's hoped that they would, you know, where they'd be so far. Uh, it's not happening. There's nothing romantic whatsoever. There's definitely something missing. And she thinks that moving in will tear them apart. And it makes her super uncomfortable. Clint points out that this is a marriage. Things are going to be uncomfortable to work. um, But they've got to work through things. So, you know, it's it's just bound to happen. The physical attraction isn't there for either of them. He admits that as well. But they made a commitment. And he wants to stick it out and see what happens. So next, we see them hanging out at the shared apartment. Clint is again loving on Hank. Um, he's then he's trying to find solutions to this problem, right? So he's saying that he'll take the second bedroom. She can have the master, um, and they can, you know, work and work at it, give it a honest shot. And she keeps saying that she doesn't want it to feel forced and she's not ready. And he definitely doesn't want to make her feel forced or uncomfortable. That's not what he signed up for. Um, so she just doesn't want to go through the eight weeks just to go through the motions because they signed up for it. It already sounds like, can we just get a divorce? That'd be great. (laughs) Can you annul this? Thanks. I saw a thing online that that's one of the theories that they think this whole um, moving in thing is an issue because if they don't move in together, there's more of a possibility that they can get the marriage annulled instead of having to get a divorce Mm. because they never shared like occupancy. I I don't know how, I don't know how all that works. Contract. They signed the contract. I feel like they, if they want, like, but then again, they're both, they're both very established, well off, living in a very expensive high rise. I don't think they give a fuck about paying for an annulment, paying for a divorce. Although they might, you know, blink a few times over going against the uh, contract and paying the fees associated with all that. So I don't know. I don't know. So, um, anyway, so then it's time for Pastor Cal's visit. Um, Clink, Clint, Clink, Clint uh, thinks that Gina's still hung up over his comment. Uh, duh. And he just is looking forward to this visit so that they can clear the air. They can make it a clean move forward. So Pastor Cal wants to know where all of this derailed. And Clint says, you know, it's probably the slender athletic comment just shot in the dark. Um, and Pastor Cal's says you can't look at this woman and say she's unattractive and he said he never said that that's not what he said um he apologized for what he says and he's now never ever gonna make any kind of comment about a woman it's not in his vernacular to say the, the slender or athletic comment ever again i think he's learned his lesson to which gina mumbles that they could talk about this all day she is over it 
Um, he then brings up that she called him Ginger and he didn't like that. That was offensive. Um, and Gina says that she didn't think it was offensive, especially in the hair world. She's never heard that. But bringing up weight is offensive. And she took that further saying that she thinks that he thinks she's lazy. And he says again that he didn't say that. He meant like athlete, actual athlete. And she says that she can hold his ass in the gym. She does six days a week hit workouts. And I was like, <laughs> I think she's just, she's so mad at him still over this. Um, I feel like she's so busy. She's not hitting that gym six days a week. I think she's just trying to make him feel even worse than he already feels, which I'm not too mad at because he is wrong. Very, very wrong. But it does sound like she's over this. She's not trying to make this work whatsoever. But anyway, Pastor Cal actually has a reasonable comment at this time. And he says, this conversation is dumb. <laughs> Why are we pointing out what we don't like in each other right off the bat? That's really dumb. <laughs> How, how was that going to help anybody? Um, he then asked why she didn't move in. And Gina says that they can get to know each other without the pressure of her moving in and feeling like they're checking a box. Um, Pastor Cal disagrees. He says that he understands, but it's not right. He says there's no hostility in this situation. So um, who are you trying to figure it out with if you're not together? this is a step to ending it and let's just call it what it is. So is this the day we're moving forward or is this the day you're getting a divorce? Clint says that he still wants to hang out, see if anything can grow from it. He's committed to her. They both took vows and he wants to continue. They have some really strong points that they can build a foundation on. Gina says she also wants to continue, but she doesn't want to move in. She's still thinking moving in is wrong for her. It's not, she's not feeling it. And being in separate bedrooms makes it feel even worse than not moving in. Um, Pastor Cal then asks if Clint wants her to move in. And he says, yeah, I want her here. He then asks um, if she needs, oh, okay. So then Pastor Cal points out all the qualities that, Clint needs and then all the qualities that Gina needs and they both have it together. At this point, Gina starts crying and she just says she's not moving in. She's not feeling it. Uh, Pastor Kyle says marriage requires personal sacrifice. And if you're not willing to do that, if you refuse to make changes, your marriage will not survive. I mean, he's not wrong. Amen. So I thought, you know, even though Clint said those words, he's seems pretty genuine in this episode like he want he seems like somebody who you know and let's call it what it is he's a rich white guy he hasn't failed at things so them not even trying is a failure to him he's saying mm -hmm. all the right things um he's trying to make her feel comfortable he's tr it seems like he's really trying so um it's a shame that she's just like she's checked good. out yeah i'm <laughs> Because it, it does seem like he's being optimistic, being positive, willing to give it a go. Mm -hmm. But of course, if somebody called me, because if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, he just called me fat. That's that not what hard. I said. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I would take it too. And that would be hard to, I can see both sides. I can see both sides. That would be really hard for me to get past. <laughs> and now, bro. But that's it. That's the show. That's the show. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, if you have any cheese man, Go ahead and send it to our social media accounts on Instagram. We are at Cheese Man 
Queens podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Chiefs McQueens. Igby live tweets the episode every Wednesday. And yeah. Anything else, Igby? If you have Discovery Plus, <laughs> tune in to Love Prison. That's just wild. <laughs> it's Is it it's up already? Yes. Oh, okay. The whole season. Wow. Okay. There's I think seven or eight episodes. I only watched a couple yesterday. Look at you refraining. But it's 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 a wild one. Okay. So if you don't know the premise, it's basically people who have dated exclusively online. So they've never met before. So what they do is they bring them together literally to love prison. They put them on in this house that's like on a deserted island. They are there for a week, for five days. They only get one hour of yard time where they get to go outside. There's no TV, no computers, no phone, no technology whatsoever. So they're literally forced to be in this house with somebody they've never physically met before to see if their relationship can work or not. Wow. They got these bitches in a bunk bed. There's only one bedroom in the house and it's got a bunk bed. What the hell? <laughs> it's a mess. Um, I have to binge this now. This is, sounds amazing. I love it. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. We will talk about this soon. <laughs> Bet. All right, then. That's all I got. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Thank you.